Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! I mean, the last thing America wants to listen to is a couple of wealthy SEC coaches making $15, $20 million a year who, let's face it, and really everywhere in the SEC, academics, uh, you know, and the college quote-unquote experience is, you know, is not, it's not the Ivy League, all right? Let's, let's call it like we say. It's not Stanford. It's not Northwestern. It's not Duke. It's not Notre Dame. Uh, and it's not, uh, and it's certainly uh, under, it's not Harvard, Yale, Cornell, Dartmouth, Princeton, Penn, Columbia. It's not, uh, Dartmouth, it's not that. I mean, you know, it is a, a football factory, basically at all those schools, except for Vanderbilt. It's a football, and that's why they don't win. It's a football factory, and, uh, you know, when you hear coaches moan and groan about uh, who's getting what player and how the NIL thing is working for what school, you know, it's a bunch of nonsense, and I could care less. I mean, who's paying who? Who gets the great classes? What player gets paid? Let them get paid. I'm not that interested, but when I hear Saban moan and groan about uh, Jimbo Fisher and how Texas A&M basically bought their recruiting class, which I guess is the number one recruiting class class in America, ahead of Alabama's recruiting class, where he usually is number one in America. But when I hear Saban do it, I got to laugh. I mean, Nick, who has basically, you know, won championships every year and had the cream of the crop on a year-to-year basis. Imagine if the Rams had the first pick every year because they won the Super Bowl. I mean, my God, or Tampa with Brady or Belichick in the old days. I mean, only in college football, if you win, you get the best uh, recruits in the country. It doesn't go the other way. They don't go to the worst schools. They go to the best schools. And so Alabama has lived off that uh, and their greatness forever and ever and ever. And he has had so many pros drift in there. And he doesn't really even have to recruit because of all the uh, success he's had on the field, which is good for him. But for him to sit there now and start the moan and groan about what some other guy is doing in his conference. You know, first off, Fisher's making $10 million a year. If anybody thinks you got to study at Texas A&M, if you're a football or an athlete, you're nuts. Not a chance. And so, hey, that's the way it is in college sports. You live with it. But, I mean, the fact that Saban, and don't forget, Fisher worked for Saban as an assistant. And Lane Kiffin jumping on board, too, killing uh, 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 Fisher today. The fact that both these guys are upset because A&M, quote-unquote, may have bought their classes by guaranteeing NIL success and what have you, having a school involved. First off, 99% of America could care less. That's the first thing. I could care less. I don't care. You know, I don't care if the athlete makes a billion dollars. And I don't care how they get it. It is what it is. It's all a cesspool. And these two and every coach at a big university in America has swam in it like Andy Lafrain did getting out of Shawshank. At the end, I mean, that's how bad it is uh, as far as um, uh, as far as these college programs are concerned. And then I got to listen to Jimbo Fisher scream and yell about um, uh, scream and yell uh, about Saban. Now, uh, Jimbo Fisher has as much credibility in this department as any as as, as you know, Dana Kirk at Memphis State. Go look it up. I mean, this guy is a disaster. I mean, listen, he had freaking Jameis Winston, who, you know, we all know what Jameis Winston 
Clemson did there at Florida State. He didn't care. Winston helped him go out there and win a championship. He was going to play him. So the idea that Jimbo Fisher now is going to play holier than thou and say, among other things, we'll look deep in Saban's past and find some things too. Number one, that tells you that he's doing something wrong because if he's going to sit there and fight fire with fire, he's a little too defensive about it. And that tells you something right out of the gate. But Jimbo Fisher calling the kettle black, that's the last person in America who should do that. He's basically making $30 million a year coaching in College Station. He left Florida State in a shambles, and we had Winston there forever, and we all know what Winston did with the rape accusations. So the idea that, you know, he sat there, and, he, and Winston played for Florida State. He helped them win. Played in the Army, played, won a championship, played in the Rose Bowl, and Winston was no day at the beach down in Tallahassee. I think we all know that. What degree of culpability? Who knows? But we all know that. I mean, Winston can, you know, he was not a good guy. And, and Fisher turned the bloody, he turned the other cheek. He could care less because he was his quarterback. So now I got to listen to Fisher sit there and tell me that Saban doesn't know his ass on his elbow. And who's he to tell me what I'm doing? Calm down. The both of you, all of you in that dopey conference, calm down. All of you have gone, you know, all of you have, you know, there's a lot of gray areas and all of you have swam with the sharks because you want to get players. It's very, very competitive and they're going to fire you your first four and seven season. So, uh, and there's 100,000 fans who are going to call up talk shows, and when you do your coach's show at some fish house on a Monday afternoon, are going to call and scream about how you don't know what you're doing. And as, for, as soon as uh, Saban has a bad year, he'll be on the block, and he's won seven championships. So, so, I mean, the fans there are a problem. The administrations and the athletic offices don't care as long as you win. We all know how it works. And, you know, Saban screaming about Fisher when he has had the cream of the crop year in and year out and had so many advantages compared to everybody else. And then Fisher made it Saban when he sat there with Winston. I mean, all of them. I mean, you got to just, I mean, geez, take it with a grain of salt. Anyway, I did not hear it. And I think it's interesting to hear. I usually don't do these with these brushbacks. But I did not hear, we have actual sound, so let's play a little sound. Saban, we're going to play first. I believe this is at a business conference uh, in the last couple of days. I, I don't think this is, you know, sort of uh, quietly, uh, you know, that was secretly uh, recorded. I, I believe that he knew what was going on, and he was probably asked a question about recruiting classes and everything else, and he got his backup. So first Saban, then I'll come back and discuss, and then we'll go to Fisher. Here's Nick. You've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team. Made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player. All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's tough, and people blame the NCAA. But in defense of the NCAA, we are where we are right, because of the litigation that the NCAA gets, like the transfer portal. Every time somebody wanted to transfer, they'd apply for a waiver. Right? If you didn't give them, the NCAA didn't give them a waiver so they could be immediately eligible, they filed suit. So the NCAA would back off and give them a waiver. So they just said, we're just going to make a rule where everybody can transfer. That's how that happened. So if the NCAA doesn't get some protection from litigation, whether we got to get an antitrust or whatever it is, from a federal government standpoint, 
this is not going to change because they cannot enforce their rules, just like Nate said. We have a rule right now that says you cannot use name, image, and likeness to entice a player to come to your school. Hell, read about it in the paper. I mean, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good Division I player to come to school. It was in the paper, and they bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. I mean, these guys at Miami that are going to play basketball there for $400,000, it's in the newspaper. The guy tells you how he's doing it. So, um, but the NCAA can't enforce their rules because it's not against the law. And that's an issue. That's a problem. And, and unless we get something that protects them from litigation, I don't know what we're going to do about it. My dad's, of course, he's talking about the kid from Tallahassee who reneged on his commitment. I believe it was to Florida State who went to uh, where Dion is. Uh, where is he? At J- Jackson State, I believe it is. He went there and, uh, you know, Nick claims it was a million dollars. Now, S- Sanders came out today and said a bunch of nonsense. I'll have a lot to say about this soon. Uh, garbage, he was all over Saban, who the hell knows. Now, again, Saban sounds like he's moaning and groaning. And when you won seven championships and you get every player in the land, nobody wants to hear Nick Saban moan and groan. Now, he's going to be on ESPNU Radio at 4.30 today, so tune off us and go there, and uh, you can get Nick going, and he'll give you a good feel of what this is all about. So we'll promote that. That's on ESPNU. That's a little later on. We put a call in, uh, but no no effect. But ESPNU will get him a little later. Now, meanwhile, uh, Fisher uh, responded, and you can uh, bet your bottom dollar. You know, he didn't let. Now, he's too defensive about it. When you're too defensive about it, you mean, that means that Saban probably hit around in the head. But here's Fisher after he heard about what Nick did. Here's Jimbo. It's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. They broke state laws. They're all money. We bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen, and it's ridiculous But when, when he's not on top. And the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. Oh, nonsense. Texas A&M going to always do things right. And the idea... I, 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 nobody is sitting there blaming a 17-year-old kid. We're blaming a university. Yeah, you know, uh, nobody's going to sit there and say that the 18-year-old kid's not going to be enticed. The family, uh, maybe an impoverished area, that they get a chance to get money before they really should. They don't know the rules. And if, you know, I, I, listen, I'm sure Nick's got a little something on this. I'm sure there's something to it. And again, I can't listen to Jimbo Fisher as far as I can throw him. He's making $10 million a year. And when he was at Florida State, go ask him about Jameis, uh, Jameis Winston who played game after game after game when you know what he did. Uh, just a joke. And he turned the other chick a thousand times. Gave him a nominal suspension. Who the hell wants to listen to him? I don't trust him. Jimbo Fisher, my ass. The both of them. And this is why college football, play the games.
I understand. Play the games. This is why college football, it's, this is why college sports is a mess. Uh, you know, and this is probably going to create more havoc, this NIL thing, than necessary. I don't know enough about it, nor do I care to. And I don't think the average sports fan cares either, to be quite honest with you. I don't think the average sports fan cares one iota about the NIL, NIL stuff. If they get paid, let them get paid. Nobody's going to scream and yell. Um, past those days where the education was great payment, $250,000 a year, uh, two hundred more than that, $300,000 a year, $300,000 total in education should be enough of an enticement to go to college. Uh, they don't want to go to college for those reasons. They want to go to be NFL players. They want to get their money because the coaches make $20 million a year. Fine. Let them do it. I'm past it. Fight another battle. I'm not going to die in that hill. But the idea that I got Nick moaning and groaning and Fisher related that he's annoyed. And the fact that Fisher makes it sound like the Texas A&M is some bastion. of uh, in te- They're not Northwestern. Okay. They're not Dartmouth. They're not Cornell. They're not Stanford. Why want to go through the schools again, Jimbo. You're not, not, those schools don't pay $10 million a year for head coaches and get $350 million contracts. So pipe down. All of you, pipe down. Little cat fight. Sound like a bunch of old women. My God. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82.